Hi, welcome to this Faith Builders Church live stream. Uh, we are so excited to be here with you this evening and talking to you about the power of your faith. And th this, this series has really gone to new heights. We've gotten all kinds of messages about how this message has actually impacted the lives of people who have been watching it and how they're now stepping out in faith rather than in fear. Remember, you can't be in faith and fear at the same time. You've got to make a choice in your life, a declaration in your life to say, you know what? Greater is he that's in me than the devil that's in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because there is the flip side of those as well. There is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and there's, <laughs> I can't do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But the Word of God says you can. And I just want to reemphasize the power of your faith, because maybe you've denied your faith. Maybe you're wondering if where you're putting your faith is really God's will for your life. Well, if you're asking questions like that, you are not alone. And when I say not alone, I don't just mean not alone in people who are alive now, but I'm talking about people who are alive in some of the greatest uh, moves of God on the planet. And I want to share some of those stories with you. You know, sometimes we, we look at people you know, in, the, in, in the Bible as these incredible men or incredible women of God, and of course they were. But it didn't mean that they didn't have doubts. It didn't mean that they didn't experience fear. It didn't mean that, you know, they didn't go down a path that they shouldn't have gone down. All it means is, is that even though those things occurred, there was still this incredible opportunity to come back to God. And really in the Old Testament, it was all about, you know, people being with God and, you know, God would bless them and then people would abandon God, and then God couldn't bless them anymore. He couldn't protect them anymore. So then they'd get exposed to all these bad things. And, of course, then they'd run back clear over here and back and forth and so on and so forth. Well, you know, we have a New Testament God now. Thank the Lord for that. And, uh, you know, He no longer is, is, is taking or separating Himself from us anymore. He'll, he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. You know, we can leave Him and we can set, put separation between us and God, but He is constantly there. You know, He's been there with you on your worst day in Christ, and He's been there with your, your best day in Christ. The question is, is do you fear the power of your faith? Are you doubting whether or not God is going to come through? Well, listen, you can doubt me as, as, as a human being, but there's no need to doubt God. God does not need to be doubted. God cannot become something He's not. And He is the truth. He is, I, I mean, the epitome of, 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 of integrity and wholeness and, 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 and blessing and favor. And He's for you in every possible way. But if you're not careful, you'll, you'll kind of waver in your faith. And as you waver in your faith, you delay the promises of God in your life Rather than just saying, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to do all I can do. You know what, if, 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 it's, if this is not going to go the way I want it to go, then, then you know what, God's got a better plan for me. So let me uh, share some of these incredible stories in the Word of God with you to help encourage you, to help you understand you're not the only person out there 
that maybe has stumbled in your faith, but God still provides the victory. In uh, 1 Samuel 21, uh, verse uh, 10 through 13, it says, So David escaped from Saul and went to King Ashish of of Gath. But the officers of Ashish were unhappy about his being there. Isn't this David the king of the land, they asked? Isn't he the one the people honor with dances, singing? Saul has killed his thousands and David has uh, his ten thousands. David heard these comments and was very afraid of what King Ashish of Gath might do to him. So he pretended, oh my goodness, to be insane, scratching on the doors and drooling from his beard. Now, I have been scared before in my life. Trust me, there's been many opportunities where, where I was in great fear. And, you know, not necessarily for my life, but fear has gripped me. But I don't know that I've gone so far as to pretend that I was insane and scratching at the doors and drooling from my beard. But this is David, one of the greatest kings of all times in the Bible is here running from Saul and acting as if he's insane. Well, what kind of revelation could you get out of that, Pastor Paul? Well, let me tell you. Sometimes the stress of life can drive you to a place of insanity. And I don't mean insanity like you're going to get put in a nut house or into an asylum, what I'm talking about is insanity, which you are not able to any longer operate by the power of God that lives on the inside of you. You're doing the same things over and over and over and over again, expecting a different result, and all you're doing is perpetuating the same thing to happen and you're expecting that things are going to change but they're not going to change because you're not walking by faith you're walking by what you see you're walking by your circumstances and you're not allowing the influence of God which is the same thing to do because you were created in the image and the likeness of God Jesus came into the earth so that you could walk in the power of God through Christ and so all got all this available to you, and all of a sudden you decide you're going to go another way. That is about the most insane thing a person can do, especially a believer. Someone who's received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior just says, well, you know, I'm scared. I don't know what to do. I'm out of ideas. And you know what? I'm going to just, you know, go insane and throw the Word of God away, throw my prayer life away, you know, leave the church. I'm going to do all these things. Somehow my life is going to get better. Well, there's nothing further from the truth. You see, the things that I've learned about problems is that whatever problem you're dealing with now, if you don't deal with it now, guess what? It's going to come all the way around full circle again for you to deal with it again and again and again. The question is, is when are you going to get off of that merry-go-round? When is enough enough? When are you going to get sick and tired of being sick and tired and stand up on your own two feet and say, you know what, if David could overcome this 
type of fear. You know, if David could become the greatest king there ever known, after going to a place of insanity and, and, and doing things out of fear, where could my life be led to? What could my influence be like? How could I be a distributor of the glory of God? You know what? It's going to take real faith. And David, at some point in the story, had to come to the point where he said, you know what? I have to have faith to get me out. I have to have the power of God to get me out. God brought me here. I was just a, a, a common person out there taking care of a bunch of sheep for my dad. And next thing I know, I'm being called out to become the next king of Israel. I didn't up for this. God signed me up for it. And if God signed me up for it, if it's his vision, then his heavenly provision needs to be there to make it happen. I cannot do it in and of myself because my ideas, my insanity is going to lead me away from Christ, lead me away from the promises of God, lead me away from all the things of God, and, I'm not, and, and then I'm going to have all these reasons why and blame everything and everyone for the way my life is when God has given me a measure of faith. Don't Fear the power of your faith. It will cause your life to transform. And make sure whatever you're putting your faith in is something far greater than what you have now. So many people have such low expectations for their faith. I'm talking about if, if all things are possible to those who believe and called according to His purpose, wow, I wonder what could become possible for my life. I wonder what kind of vision I could write for my life. And it doesn't mean that you do it without the influence of God. It just means that you're going to make it a priority in your life to make a plan. The Bible says, without a vision, people perish. And so you're going to have to have a vision to put your faith into and when you put your faith into that thing you know what even if your vision that you wrote down doesn't come out the way you thought it was going to come out god will honor your faith remember remember have you denied your faith have you been wondering where if 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 where you're putting your faith is is the right thing to do and is it god's will listen as long as you're in faith and as long as you're focused on the promises of god then you are in a position where god can then start to direct you and if you to direct you into a different course praise the lord let him direct you into a different course it doesn't matter as long as his will's being done but it's going to take your faith to believe in that and to know no matter what i face as I continue to walk in the finished work of Jesus Christ, I am a conqueror. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen? Um, in uh, Acts 22, 1 through 5, uh, Paul describes himself. Now, he, he's the greatest apostle to ever be known. I mean, if there's... But, but before he was the greatest apostle to ever be known, he was the greatest criminal, murderer ever to be known, and focused on murdering Christians, imprisoning Christians. If there's ever anybody who should be disqualified, it'd be the guy Paul. But you know what? He had a heart for God, even though he didn't understand who Christ was. Hear what he says. It says, brothers and esteemed fathers, Paul said, listen to me as I offer my defense. When they heard him speaking in their own language, the silence was even greater. Then Paul said, I am a Jew, born of Tarsus, 
a city in Sicilia, and I was brought up and educated here in Jerusalem under Gamaliel. We'll just call it Mr. G. As his student, as a student, I was carefully trained in our Jewish laws and customs. I became very zealous to honor God in everything I did. And, and there it is. There it is. If you're questioning, if you're putting your faith is, is God's will. Because it says right here, I became very zealous to honor God in everything I did. And this is where faith begins. It says, just like all of you are doing today. It says, and I persecuted the followers of the way of Christ, hounding some to death, arresting both men and women and throwing them in prison. The highest priest and the whole council of elders can testify to this, this is so. For I received letters from them to our Jewish brothers in Damascus, authorizing me to bring the followers of the way of Christ from there to Jerusalem in chains and to be punished. Here you have a man who clearly loved God, devoted himself to God, so much so that he did everything that he did to please God. God saw his heart. Even though Paul could not see the, the beginning from the end, he knew there would be a Messiah, but didn't know it was Jesus. He was living from a belief that he never fact-checked, just following the orders. He was just going through the motions of what he was trained, highly trained, he said, to do. How many of us right now are taking our beliefs and we're living from those beliefs as if they're true without ever fact-checking them. Our lives are continuing to go in directions that, I'm telling you, we wouldn't wish upon our worst enemies. And yet we never stop to compare our beliefs to the Word of God, which is the truth. Now, if we would stop for a moment and really examine what we believe about our circumstances, about our government, about, you know, whatever's happening out there in that family dynamic or work dynamic or, you know, what's happening globally or, you know, what's happening with your neighbor or, or whatever. Sometimes we get so wrapped up in the story that we can't see the truth to make us free. And that's exactly where Paul was. Paul was a devout man of God, doing what he knew and was instructed to do. But God had a different plan. And you know what? God's got, if, if something is missing, something is broken in your life, God has a different plan for you. God wants to be the influence in your life. And He wants you to become the greatest whatever it is that you are going to be for God. And He wants to take that thing and He wants to make it His own. And He wants you to give it to Him freely and allow His influence to just take over that thing. And pretty soon you'll just be doing whatever it is that God wants you to do. It's all going to start with an act of faith. It's all going to start with you starting with where you are and what's going on in your life right now and just saying, you know what? 
I may be insane. I may be, you know, uh, hurting people around me. I, I, I may be the, the worst person on the planet, or I may be somewhere in between the worst and the best. But praise the Lord, I still need God in my life. I still need the power of Christ in my life. And the only way that's going to happen is by my faith. And that's to say, you know what, God, this is not exactly how I would want this to be. And, and I'm open to whatever it is that your word would teach me to get me on the fast track to success in every area of my life. Because if you're a success, that means that God is being a success through you. You see, if God, God could just do it all himself, but he chose to use vessels like you and I. But if we can be the vessel, but if we don't have the faith to express it, then it's just going to be you doing a bunch of good things. We're not here to do good things. We're here to do God things. Let's read another story here about Elijah. Because Elijah ran for his life from this woman, Jezebel. And it's found in 1 Kings 19, 1 through 4. It says, When Ahab got home, he told Jezebel everything Elijah had done. Boo-hoo-hoo, right? Go to her and tell her all your problems rather than being the man of God, which Ahab should have been as the king of Israel. He should have said, you know what? Doesn't matter what anybody does. I'm not going to go bawling and squalling about it. I'm going to take it to God. But instead, he took it to Jezebel including the way he had killed all the prophets of Baal. These are all the false prophets that Jezebel set up. So Jezebel sent this message to Elijah. Isn't it interesting how Jezebel never come to you directly? She sends it through messages through others. May the gods strike me and even kill me. If this time tomorrow I have not killed you, Elijah, just as you have killed my prophets. And that's what Jezebel said. Elijah was afraid, fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a town in Judah, and he left his servant there. Then he went on alone into the wilderness, traveling all day. He sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I'm no better than any of my ancestors who've already died. Maybe you've said that prayer. Maybe you are at that place in your life. But I'm telling you, Elijah was one of the greatest prophets in the Word of God. If he's going to go through a bad day, you're going to go through a bad day. Just because you hit the bottom, just because you're scraping the bottom of the barrel, doesn't mean that you can't rebuild your life on faith. Don't get in despair. Don't go into isolation, except for your own protection if you need to. Um, but don't, don't run away from everything. Embrace who you are in Christ. I know it's going to rub your flesh the wrong way, but just do it. Grab a hold of God. Don't let yourself go into a pit of despair. Don't crawl under a broom tree. You know, don't run away from your problems. Stand up with your faith. Remember, you're not fighting people. You're not fighting circumstances. You are fighting the devil. And that victory is already yours. Somebody give it up for Jesus. Let's do one more quick story. Because this story changed everything. This story was the epitome of faith 
because Abraham is the father of our faith. And it's found in Genesis 18, 12 through 15. And it says, Abram, Abraham and Sarah were both very old. And Sarah was long past the age of having children. So she laughed silently to herself and said, How could a worn out old woman like me enjoy such pleasure? Especially when my master, my husband, is also an old timer. Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh? Why did she say, Can an old woman like me have a baby? Anything too hard for the Lord. I will return about time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she denied it, saying, I didn't laugh. But the Lord said, no, you did too. The, the, the moral of the story is, is, just because you're in an impossible situation doesn't mean that you can't have the faith to believe that God will do what only God can do in the midst of your circumstance, in the midst of your situation. I want to make sure everybody who's watched this today understands that without Christ, none of what I'm talking about is possible. But with Christ, everything I'm talking about is possible. God wants to touch you right where you're at. Maybe you're saved already, but you're dealing with problems in your life. Rise up, man of God. Rise up, woman of God. Become who God has called you to become. There's no circumstance, no situation that can define you. God Himself, because you've made Him the Lord and Savior of your life, is the influence of your life. Those of you who need to receive Jesus Christ, this is your opportunity. I want you to say this prayer together with me. Pray with all your heart. And just take the little measure of faith that comes with the package of this prayer. And just begin to apply it each and every day of your life. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life. Holy Spirit, come live inside of me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. I hope you enjoyed this uh, message today. Don't fear your faith. Don't fear the power of your faith. Rise up and take your faith into this world. It needs it desperately. Hey, tune in this Sunday uh, for Pastor Barb, uh, 9 a.m. service and 10.30. And uh, we're getting real excited for May 31st and coming back in Jesus' name. God bless.